You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk Hello and welcome to the King's Place podcast, a series of podcasts looking at the upcoming events at the North London venue. On this latest mini edition, we caught up with Manu Delago, an artist who has travelled the world playing the relatively new instrument, the hang. From YouTube sensation to being part of Björk's latest album and touring ensemble, it's been a pretty amazing journey for him. We caught up with him at King's Place to learn more and to talk about his upcoming performance. So you play um, The Hang, and I just wanted to sort of get kind of start off with actually sort of describing physically what what, what this instrument is. Well, it, some people say it looks like a, a wok or a UFO, and I agree it has some similarities to it, but the sound is rather like a harp, a, a mixture between a harp and a, and a tabla. So it's it's quite an interesting mix of instruments. A, a predecessor of the instrument was the steel drum, so it also has similarities to that, but in, in sound it's much softer and also much more versatile than a steel drum. And, and you play it with beaters? Uh, I usually play it with my hands, but there are some players who, who use other things, but I usually use my hands. But you were trained as, a, as specifically as a drummer. When did you come across this instrument for the first time? I discovered it in 2003. It was quite new at the time because it was invented in 2001. And yeah, at the time, as you say, I was drummer and percussionist and played marimba and, and piano, so some pitched stuff as well. So a great instrument for me to which sort of united a lot of things that I was doing and especially had this nice fusion of melody and rhythm in one instrument. Um, I'm playing three at a time, which are in different tunings, so they add up to a chromatic scale. So, so again, could very specific of this this more unusual instrument how do you get hold of them then i mean how are they specifically made for you yeah in 2003 it was possible to get one handmade and you could order your the scale you wanted then they got really popular in a way but the company stayed very small so since about 2005 2006 it's extremely difficult to get hold of a hung so they make about 300 instruments a year so like one instrument a day basically but they get about yeah they get thousands of applications a year so it's very difficult to get an instrument nowadays and how did you come across yours for the first time then um that was actually my father was looking up some weird instruments on, on the internet and he came across the hung and showed it to me and then out of curiosity we just ordered one together and then I was sort of the one who ended up playing it. The thing the thing as well I think that you've, it's, it's sort of been written the fact that you as when you got this for the first time it was also the time when you sort of maybe moved away a little bit from the world of percussion and you wanted to start writing your own music. Yeah totally I mean it, it was interesting playing an, inst- an instrument where there's no repertoire written for it and so I got this new instrument and didn't know how to play it, didn't know how to hold it and so I just learned it like by myself and also came up with music for it in the first place I wrote just some solo music and then started adding other instruments and it got bigger and bigger and then now in March I'll, I'll present my first composition for Hung and String Orchestra which is like sort of a, a big thing now yeah um, and you you were um, maybe accidentally you were a bit of a YouTube sensation when you um, rec- recorded one of your first pieces, I believe. Yeah, well, I didn't expect it to be- become such a success. I mean, when I uploaded it, my, my obviously I wanted to promote my album at the time, but actually some Japanese guy up- re-uploaded it, so you can download a video and then upload it again, and that was just became incredibly successful and was actually under the top 30 music videos on YouTube. 
and, and what comes out of something like that? Do, do a lot of people contact you? What, what, what sort of reaction do you actually get from people on the internet? Yeah, it's an incredible promotion. I mean, you know, directly you don't get any money out of it, but you get so many concerts and collaborations and I'm glad that many, many, many people have seen the video and then invited me to, to work with them or do stuff. <laughs> So tell me a little bit more about the album then. Um, it's an extremely versatile ensemble where we, the broadband of genres can't be bigger really. So luckily we've got composers in the ensemble, so three or four of us have written pieces for the album. But then we also arranged pieces and they, there's a piece by Mozart, there's another piece by Miles Davis, there's a piece by Michael Jackson and the Beatles. So it's, it's of all genres, but we sort of make it our own. And then we also commissioned other composers. And on, a, on the album, there's a piece by a young composer from London called Dave Ibbett. And also we'll have two world premieres at the King's Place concert by two compositions. One is by Peter Weigold and one is by Milton Mermikinis. It sounds like that you know you've you've obviously got this instrument which is at the heart of what you do, but you're you're still trying to find different ways as you maybe pushing yourself, pushing the instrument, pushing the musicians around you. Uh, yeah, I mean totally. That's you know, I've, for me, it's all about experiencing new things and, and learning and developing as a musician. So it's always good to push yourself out of your comfort zone. I wanted to mention, which was you've been lucky enough to work with Björk. Um, how, how did she come across your music? How did the contact? How did she make contact with you? Uh, she, luckily, she also was one of the people who saw my video on YouTube, and then I got an email from her, and, and she actually invited me to play her new, her new album, which is just released now in October by Ophelia. And then through the album, I she basically I got to play the tour, and on the tour, it was also playing the other instruments I used to play or still play, like drum kit and marimba. So I got a really nice role in the project, and uh, to my benefit, there are only two musicians plus Björk plus a, a choir. So it's a very busy job for me doing playing a lot of different instruments and and I love her music so it's it's a great project to be involved in one of the things obviously you might have done a bit with Björk but you've also done more within your own right is travel around the world was that something that you've hoped to do as a musician to 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 experience different concert halls different different cultures yeah I mean I've, I've also that the YouTube thing helped as well because it through that you it was quite easy to play internationally and not only in one country because I think before the internet times you you grew from your city like in a circle you you sort of started traveling to the next village and then to the next maybe to a neighbor country and slowly and, and nowadays it's so random so you might play a concert in South America tomorrow and two days later you play in Asia and it's there's no connection between it's just because of the internet and YouTube world how it works and um but yes, I really enjoy that and enjoying the different reactions and different cultures all over the world. Yeah. What does the future hold for you? Where, where, do you? where do you see yourself going in a few years' time? Um, well, I used to set myself goals for, for the future a few years ago and I did that actually recently that so many doors opened, so many new doors opened up. So I'm not really setting myself goals anymore. I just let it flow and over the next 
uh, let's say in 2012, definitely I've got lots of stuff with Björk coming up. But then also I've got premiere of my work for Hang and String Orchestra, which I'm doing with the London Symphony Orchestra in March in LSO St. Luke's, which is a very exciting project for me. And then obviously the King's Place concert in January, which is the CD launch of Living Room in London. And yeah, many more things are planned, but it's all looking very good. Manu Delago performs with his ensemble Living Room in London on the 23rd of January. You've been listening to a King's Place podcast. For full details about this or any other event, please visit our website, kingsplace.co.uk. Tickets for all events are available from as little as £9.50 online. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the King's Place podcast. kingsplace.co.uk 